everyone. Welcome to 30 Talks, the podcast and platform for chatting through what it means to be an Asian female over the age of 30 today in our society. Since we have both just entered our 30s, we want to have a conversation about what we learned from our younger years and also new challenges that we face day to day. Together, we're hoping that we can navigate the 30s and beyond unfiltered. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Carrie, and we're so happy to have you all here listening with us today. Hey guys, so the topic of our podcast today is about friendship. So friends are obviously so important in our lives. They come and go throughout and personally, friendship means something different to me now than it did in my younger years. Um, Carrie and I have been friends for over 15 years now, which sounds like a super long time, but Mm -hmm. we weren't consistently friends that entire time. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were friends, but we weren't close friends that entire time. We weren't Mm -hmm. besties. There were a couple years in between where our relationship kind of ebbed and flowed. Mm -hmm. And it's so different making friends now in your 30s and making friends when you're in your 20s or when you're in high school, Mm -hmm. elementary school. It's it's so different. So we're we're here to chat all about our friendships and our our experiences. Mm -hmm. So who were your closest friends in high school? Or what do you think it meant being friends when you were younger? Yeah, I I think friendship was such a loose term when you're young. Yeah, everyone were friends. Like, we were friends with everyone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was super, super friendly when I was young. I remember when I was walking to preschool one day. And how old are you Mm -hmm. in preschool? Like, three or four? Yeah. I was walking to preschool, and I waved at a truck driver on the street. And my grandma, who was walking me to school, she was like, How do you know that man? (laughs) And... I was like, I don't know, he's my friend. And she was oh like, where God. have you seen him before? And I was like, I just, just like now, man. <laughs> That's so cute. And then I remember in grade one, I was besties with another girl named Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I met her was I, I literally went up to her and said, can you be my friend? Oh my God. Yeah, I remember those days. Right? I did that too. Yeah, it was so common. And I... Honestly, I don't think I have the um, the courage to do that now. Imagine doing it now. Like, you just walk up to a random stranger and be like, hey, can we be friends? Yeah. Like, they would just look at you weird. That was literally the only thing I said to her. I had never seen her before, but we were in, <laughs> a, like, a grade one, grade two split class. Yeah. And she i didn't know anybody in my class because nobody mm. from my kindergarten class came with me Aww. um so i had to make friends quick and yeah. i didn't want to make friends the you know a grade two when yeah, yeah, yeah. when i was in grade one because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know they're too old <laughs> grade one politics you know <laughs> yes yes exactly so we, we became friends after that and we actually stuck by each other um well into high school and you know mm. on her birthday mm-hmm. i'll still text her like hey carrie happy birthday I will never forget her home phone number or anything like that. Um, But I think we drifted because we ended up growing apart. We Mm -hmm. were we had very different interests, um, very different careers, different Mm -hmm. takes on boys, even. So it was a really natural thing. But there's definitely no bad blood or anything. For sure, when you're younger, like you don't. I feel like people don't even know what their interests really are. So. You can't really select friends based on that. It's mostly yeah. selecting them 
for proximity or convenience, you know? Like, yeah, oh, hey, you sit next to me, let's be friends. Oh, you're my neighbor and we can play together. Yes, I had so many neighbor friends. Like, all my my best friend lived, like, two, two doors down from me. Like yeah. two houses over from me and that like my I had a friend in the backyard like our backyards were together right and then like I would hop over my fence to go play in his backyard kind of thing. so we're friends yeah it's just so easy when you're young um, do you still keep in touch with your friends from elementary school or high school my elementary school to high school was kind of complicated because I moved a couple times between like 10 to 13 10 9 I can't remember anymore, but I basically left, like, our city here to go to Montreal during elementary school, and I had to make a whole new different type of friends over there, and yeah, it was hard, because I don't, because the, those formative years with my elementary school friends, like, before there was no email, like, maybe there was email, but we didn't have email, we couldn't text each other, like, I didn't have their number, we couldn't long distance call on our landline, right? Oh, was that is far hard. Away. Yeah, so I do have a couple letters that we wrote each other, like, physical letters that I would write to my best friend um, in Richmond, and then, but, you know, it doesn't keep up for that long, like, what, kid has that attention span to like really keep it going um when did you move to vancouver uh grade eight grade eight i moved here for high school right but i was in richmond like a suburb of vancouver uh literally like kindergarten to grade five or grade four something like that and then i moved away when i was 10 and then i had to make new friends in montreal yeah it was very difficult since like my English wasn't that good because in Richmond, everyone spoke Cantonese and I just spoke Cantonese to everyone. Um, so I was like put in ESL and then I, well, I was in ESL in Richmond too, but, but all the, all the Quebecois, you know, they speak French and English. And then I was like, I barely speak English. Were there Asians there in your school and stuff? Uh, and did you so guys my... band together? <laughs> No, it didn't. I didn't at first. That actually happened later on, which is like kind of a weird dynamic. But my friends were all like, my best friend was a white girl, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we, were, we became friends there. And then we all went to middle school. Uh, middle school was kind of when I hung out with the Asians a bit more, when people started to like, I don't want to say they became racist, but they were kind of like, oh, they realized that we were different. Like there was that point in time where you realize oh i have more in common with these kind of people versus these kind of people and it just happened to like like group up in these kind of cliques yeah when you're young you don't it's not like you don't see color it just doesn't matter to you or it doesn't mean anything yeah it doesn't mean anything. when you get older it's like you get i don't know you get jaded or or something happens society happens and you become (laughs) unpure (laughs) i think it's it's because we're more cognizant of, like, the differences mm-hmm. as we get older. When we're younger, like, yeah, let's play ball. Let's, like, play with these dolls. Like, we all like playing with dolls or whatever. Yeah. Or playing house. But when you're older, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I like these kind of foods. Like, you know, like, these are my traditions and I do this and blah, 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 right? And I think you hear things, too. Like, I know my parents aren't a great example of perfect parents who don't see race Mm, so i hear things from them and then you can't help but it colors what you see yeah Yeah. exactly yeah so so i didn't end up keeping in touch i do have them as friends on facebook now when like facebook became a thing i was like oh 
let's look them up and like add them but we never really got back in touch but Vancouver's so small I actually one of my closer friends is the girlfriend of a guy I went to elementary school with and we're actually kind of close like we played basketball together when we were younger and stuff so it's small world here cute um but no most of my close friends like you guys started in high school I don't have really elementary school friends that's interesting because I actually I was really 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 close with my elementary school friends Mm -hmm. and I still talk to them to this day Mm -hmm. I remember I yeah yeah everybody always tells me that they've yeah KSM (laughs) they always feel so I, I guess jealous in a way that I yeah. that we all keep in touch so closely. Yeah. Um, but I can't I can't tell you. There's just this weird bond that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't relate to any of them anymore. Like we're mm-hmm. all such different people mm-hmm. with such different interests that when we get together, I'm not really sure what to talk about. But I know that, and I think they know too that they can always reach out for anything that they need and vice versa. And we would always be there to help or hear them out or support in any way but I think I'm just I'm pretty good at keeping in touch with people in general because throughout my elementary school high school university I I try to if I want to keep in touch with people I will Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's how I feel about friendships too so I don't try to force things anymore like I used to be like yeah like I'll reach out to you like let's let's hang out and whenever things don't happen or they don't they fall through, plans fall through. I'm like, okay, it just means that that person, I'm not a priority, like, to meet up with them or whatever, like, for that, right? Then, you know, why force it if that's the case? Friendships and relationships are kind of interesting because, like, for you, you're really close, not really close, I mean, but you still keep in touch with your elementary school friends because you have, you have that shared experience of going to the same elementary school, like, having the same teachers, you know? And I think that shared experience connects you guys but, like, on a personal level, like, yeah, like you said, you guys don't have that much in common, except for that shared experiences, um, which is why I think also making friends outside of university gets harder, and once when you start working, it gets a bit harder, because you don't have that shared experience of, oh, I'm taking this class together, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that midterm was really hard, you know, like, those things to talk about. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, work, you get, you make work friends after that. Yeah, you, nothing binds two people together like a shared terrible experience so if you're at work and you're both dealing with a terrible boss Mm. um to go through that together makes it a little bit less painful Mm -hmm. just knowing that the other person is there for you experiencing the exact same thing and that's even though you might have not have anything in common outside of work at the time Mm -hmm. um you still recognize that they are someone who's there for you who is emotionally supporting you during Mm -hmm. a tough time so totally, totally see that. But have you made friends in your adult life? And what happened? How did you even go about making a friend in your in your 30s? Yeah. What happened? Well, I'm trying to think of some of the new friends, newer friends that I have. They're actually all mostly people that I have briefly known in the past, but we were never close. And you would get, we got close later on because, you know, we went on the same bachelor trip together or bachelorette trip together. We went to Vegas together. And then like after that, you became a little closer and doing things together, like at events kind of thing. So still a shared experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. Through friends of friends and then shared experience. It's really hard to 
make a random friend. I mean, I tried, I actually tried the Bumble friendship app, app before. Like, I swiped through it kind of to see, like, who's out there looking for friends and stuff. But it just seems very awkward and really forced. I don't know. Something about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, Vancouver girls especially mm-hmm. are known to be clicky, bitchy. They might not necessarily be... Not inclusive. Yeah, they're not inclusive in general, right? Um, so I'm not, I'm not surprised at that. I think my friends that I made in my 30s have all been co-workers, to be honest. Mm, yeah. Because we have that, we have a shared experience together. Um, obviously, navigating COVID as an HR department together mm. brings you together. But it's interesting because a lot of the people I work with, they're not in Vancouver. They're remote yeah. and we connect via Zoom. Um, so it's interesting how you can actually build a very, very tight-knit friendship from just that. Because I have one of my coworkers, she lives in Toronto, and I, I feel like I know her like my sister. And like on the surface, we're just coworkers. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting how that can happen in your in your thirties too. Like it's it's not it's not harder in a sense that you're not connecting with people less. It's just that it's harder because you have less experiences to share. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Or you have you have an established group of friends that you do things with already, so you're never pushed outside of your comfort zone to experience things with different people. Right. Yeah. We were just talking about this. How like because we mostly grew up in Vancouver, in the city that we're in now, that we already have an established group of people that we hang out with. Like, there's no reason for us to really go outside of our comfort zone and like make new friends and stuff like that. But I think the definition for me of being a good friend or having a good friend has changed for me over time. Mm-hmm. You know, in elementary school, it was like whoever would share their instant noodle snacks with me yeah. or their gummy bears or anything like that. And in, in high school, it was just, you know, you're all friends, friendly. Mm-hmm. You have the same classes together, maybe, or you're, you relate in some aspect, like, well, we're all Asian and um maybe for your high school that's not a common thing for us it was a very common thing very common thing um but i think as you go through the shits the highs and the lows of life and you realize who's there for you and who actually listens to you and who actually is attentive to who you are and what you need um and has the patience to deal with you as a person I don't think I realized that part of friendship until quite recently. Mm. Probably because I went through some pretty dark times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. semi-recently. The last two years, I would say, have been pretty tumultuous for me. Yeah, But I, I imagine that people find that out earlier in life. <laughs> yeah, I think in high school, it was friends. I made friends, people in my class. And then, like, once I got into my first relationship, I would be friends with all of his friends kind of thing, you know? And then um, in university, I think same, similar, similar thing, like, classes that you have together and then, like, going out to party. I think during, like, when we weren't as close in maybe, like, the end of university to, like, the beginning of working, kind of, like, we didn't talk that much. We would, like, maybe hang out once a year or, like, you know, something very infrequent. Yeah. I think around that time, like, I started, like, we just had different extracurriculars. Like, we, we did, we both partied, but, like, we did different type of parties. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So I was very much kind of involved with bad people, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then because you weren't, then I just had those like those type of friends, like the really hardcore partying kind of friends that I hung out with for a while, which is why we didn't hang out that much. And then like I got over that phase and then we just we I don't even remember when we started talking more again. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think it's also natural in your 20s that when you get really swept up in relationships that yeah. disappear for a while, right? And yeah. while that might still be true for some people, I think being 30 now, yeah. I don't I don't see that really happening to me anymore. Yeah. I think one thing I really do regret um, is coming out of high school, like my high school boyfriend that I was with, it was just so involved that I would just kind of put my friendships to the back, right? Like, mm. like just on the back burner. And I'll, you know, I'll talk to them like when I talk to them. And like, you know, these things, they're just going to move on with their life because you're not going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I just kind of really regret like not putting friendship as a priority because of a boyfriend that's just really dumb so I I learned a lot from that relationship from doing those things yeah same because obviously boys come and go but (laughs) your your friends are are here to stay good ones anyway yeah exactly you know you hear that sentence or that quote the phrase you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time Mm. with do you agree with that or is that something that you're intentional about I think it's true to a certain extent um, because everyone, everyone is kind of like this, right? Uh, you have like diverse interests. Like I have partying group friends and I had like my school friends and then I had like my gaming friends or like the people who I can like talk about anime with and stuff like that. Like I still do have like different groups of friends that I interact differently with kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure if it's like the top five people I spend the most time with or anything like that or talk to with. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see that many people in person, especially like this year. But even normally, it would be like we meet up once every once a month or something like that. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, a little bit. I try to uh, surround myself with people that I think I can learn something from. You know, I think it's a good mantra to live by. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe it 100%. <laughs> and I think because of that phrase i have had to cut a bunch of people out of mm. my life oh, yeah, who yeah. were bad influences i mean you probably had your your partying uh your partying friends and i had my gambling <laughs> my gambling friends as well where i knew that that was the end of the road it was just it was not going to end up anywhere and our end goal was just so different that i i couldn't it was holding me back um, in a lot of ways. And it was it was a reason that I joined a bunch of clubs in high school because when you're surrounded by super motivated, driven, ambitious yeah. people, you can't help but change your mindset that way too. So that was something that I was actively doing um, or just very, very aware of growing up. Um, now it's, it's still relevant because I think that's why I put so much pressure into finding my next boyfriend. Mm-hmm. because I do want them to be a really good shining example of who I like a reflection of who I want to be in a way yeah. um but that's 
that expectation gets higher and higher as you get older and older and <laughs> it just feels a little bit more out of reach. So, yeah. I mean, don't settle, but also be realistic. But I still, I still gravitate towards people who are more driven and people who have a m- more ambition in life rather than, than not. Yeah, I think like, like male, female, like those kind of relationships or female, female, male, male, whatever you're into. Um, but like significant other kind of relationships, you do want at least like a part of them that you can look up to, right? That's like, so you can better yourself in that way. And there's like parts of you that they look up to that they can better themselves in that way. I think that's like the most healthy relationships that you can be in. I agree. So, but on that topic then, Mm -hmm. do you think you can be friends with a guy and have it completely remain platonic. Um, do you think that's possible? I know that's a, a big debate that people have had in the past. Yeah, I think like from my end, it is definitely possible because I have a lot of guy friends. Um, I think that relationship, I don't want to like stereotype, but you know, a lot of times it's the male part that kind of gets interested. Um, I think more so when we're younger, I remember saying this to a friend before, like, when I was young, like, when I was in high school, like, I could be nice to a guy, and he would think that I liked him. Like, I could just be like, here, I picked up your pencil, it fell on the floor, and he would be like, oh yeah, she's into me, you know? (laughs) Um, But I think that is also, like, part of their growing up biology, and then being, like, teenagers kind of thing. Just wired a bit differently than females. Because the the saying that goes with that is that most guys are only friends with females or whoever they're into because they want to end up either romantically or sexually with this mm-hmm. person. Like you wouldn't be friends with somebody you felt was unattractive. Yeah, yeah. Of the opposite sex. Yeah. But I don't know. I had I had a lot of, I grew up with mostly guy friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just because of, I guess, my interests and things like that. But as I got older... Like, in my 30s now, I don't have that many anymore. I'm not sure why. Maybe because a lot of them are married or in relationships and maybe they don't think it's appropriate or Mm -hmm. it could be a whole whack load of reasons. But I still have some guy friends. Yeah, I find actually guys are a lot easier to relate with on certain things. Like, I when I talk about futurism stuff or innovation and and things like that, I find that Mm -hmm. guys are a little bit more attentive to that kind of topic whereas Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. girls might not be um but again that's like a very blanket statement stereotype not saying that's the same for everybody i think i feel more at ease being friends with a guy because i can be as blunt as i want and i know that they won't really take um take it to heart or be like hurt from it yeah Mm -hmm. they won't be as offended like sometimes if i'm not close with the girl i'm talking to like i don't know what i can say if she's going to be like really sensitive about a topic. I think most guys are just more chill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, I think guys are naturally maybe a little bit more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do find that. <laughs> Whereas girls, I don't know. I, I actually just remembered that I, I made a group of girl friends in mm-hmm. my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, Angie, mm-hmm. 
I wasn't super close with her, but we were both yeah. working in the same career. We were both in HR. Yeah. And she messaged me one day, and I'll never forget this. I don't know why I, I have this so vividly in my memory, but I remember her messaging me on Facebook saying, hey, you're in HR. I have other HR friends. Why don't we all go out and have drinks together and hang out? And now these people are my friends, you know, five, six, seven years later. It's pretty crazy how she was so open to intermingling. Even like her bachelorette party was, or her stagette trip was last year. Mm -hmm. And we all got along great because in all of her birthdays, her celebrations, Christmas parties, she always invited a very mixed group of people. So we all knew each other already. Whereas yeah. I think that's quite rare because when you and I hang out, it's always me, you, and always the us. two other yeah. girls, right? And if we ever added another girl, like we wouldn't be mean or anything. It's just, it doesn't even cross my mind to invite anybody else because it's always been yeah. the four of us ever since high school, right? I think that also adds to like how hard it is to meet new people here because of our established groups and like people don't like mixing them, even though it does happen. Like I've been to a couple parties where there's like friends of friends and like whatever, and it's always cool, but like it's when it's, it's easier to just have your same group kind of thing. You have the same things you talk about and you talk about. Yeah. yeah. It's comfortable and it's predictable, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess... That is something we, we can work on for 2021. <laughs> when we get to make new friends. <laughs> when we get to go out again and, yeah, see other people and all these things. Because it was hard enough seeing each other this year. Um, I have a question. What do you think your expectations from a friend would should be? Like, what should I expect from you? What should you expect from me? Like, what are your expectations? Um, I think... Judgment is a big thing that people worry about when they talk to others. So being able to speak your mind freely without fear of being judged. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever understood that fully until quite late because I have a lot of ideas or things I want to do in my life that I've never told anybody before. Like I, I always mm -hmm. tell people now oh, I want to start a business one day, but I that's always been on my mind since, I don't know, late teens. Mm -hmm. um, but I just like never had the courage to tell people. So maybe I wasn't around the right group of people to tell. But yeah. yeah. anyway, or maybe it's a me problem that I'm, I'm feeling insecure. But I think listening, um, being attentive. Um, so knowing, knowing someone well enough to say, okay, I think they're not okay or they are okay yeah, or right yeah, yeah I, I think I know what they need or I, I think I know what to say or just even having presence um matters so mm -hmm. you know during COVID obviously we can't see each other and all that but mm -hmm. um just the ability to message someone anything like I, I know I'll message mm -hmm. you sometimes about like really random shit yeah. and and just have you respond and you know yeah. it's just like it sounds simple but it's not actually in practice mm -hmm. because you can message people random things they might not reply they might reply mm -hmm. a day later you know it's just like are you investing anything into this relationship right, right. um I think the the exact same is the expectation both ways it goes both ways mm -hmm. for sure like I I hope that people find me attentive. I hope that um, I check in on people when I feel like 
they need to be checked in on. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I can lend an empathetic or sympathetic ear Mm -hmm. whenever people need it. Um, and hopefully not be, not be pushy because that, that, that happens sometimes when people give it, give advice comes off as judgy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen, but I just, I want to be the person who's always down. Mm, Yeah. I think, uh, uh, an example of this is like our our friend Anita. Remember when we talked about like if I ever killed someone, she's like, "No, I'd be the first one to be like, where are we burying this body?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yeah, she's like totally down for me." I'm like, yeah. yeah, 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 like just that that support, that unconditional support, exactly. Yeah, yeah. is it means the world, and it it doesn't come easy, mm-hmm. right? So, hmm. How about you? Would you? add anything on to that because I I'm, I imagine that we're a bit similar in- yeah I think that's very similar um yeah just being able to be there for the other person when they need it and then yeah knowing when to reach out I think that's very hard when people feel isolated and they feel like no one's reaching out to them so it's yeah it's good to once in a while you know say hey how are you doing especially during covid like, I've been trying to, yeah, like, reach out to more people that I haven't talked to in a while. So, which is why, like, I reconnected with one of my really good friends from grade 8, um, who, she moved back here, but she was in Ontario for a while. But, like, I think we talked about Animal Crossing, because we were both playing it. But it was just, like, nice to catch up with her, actually. So. Yeah, and I think within our friend group, we've been fairly lucky that we haven't had to deal with too much mental health issues or trauma or things like that um where it does drive a wedge in between some people sometimes because people don't know how to respond or people don't know what to say and yeah or they don't know what's going on and they they can't relate to these things but hopefully that's something that if your your friendship is strong enough that you can navigate together and Mm -hmm. learn more about as you go along I, I think a big stereotype with girl groups is that um, there's always drama, there's always gossip and and things like that happening mm-hmm. behind each other's backs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what do, what's your take on that? I think that really depends on the people you're friends with. Uh, I think for us, like our group, I don't think there's ever been really drama, drama. I think we're generally really chill. Yeah, I think that's why we're friends. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty easy. Yeah, we're easygoing. Like, you know, none of us is very, like, super opinionated. Like, we won't force our opinions on you kind of thing. We'll just be like, okay, agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine to leave. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I have heard about some groups, like, friends of friends that are like, oh, yeah, like, this is happening, and this girl's saying this, and doing this behind her backs, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just don't be friends with them. Like, you know, just cut them out. Yeah. You gotta learn how to cut people out. Yeah, I was watching, I was binge-watching Gossip Girl recently mm-hmm. because it's coming off of Netflix. And the stuff that Blair and Serena do to each other is unforgivable each time, but somehow they, like, the next episode become friends again. And I don't actually, I don't doubt that there are friendships like that right um maybe less schemey but yeah it's i think we're very lucky that we that we are the way we are together because we can we can take trips easily and yeah just be together for long periods of time and not be super bothered by each other Mm -hmm. i think uh also so i think this happened pretty recently but i heard 
from someone that someone was like saying something about me and then to me I'm like you know what they can act how they want to they they can talk shit about me if they want to but I'm not gonna do that to them you know I'm just don't stoop to that level exactly right like I'm still gonna be a good friend if they're not gonna be a good friend to me then that's on them and not on me you know yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I actually think I learned a lot about friendship from one of my ex-boyfriends because Mm -hmm. he saw friendships in a very different light than I did and Mm -hmm. he expected the world from his friends and it made Mm -hmm. me reflect on myself Mm -hmm. and how I was as a friend Mm -hmm. so I don't think it was until that that I took a step back and said oh how do I show up as a as a friend that's interesting because I feel like I also learned a lot from an ex he was super generous like very giving like always there for people and then I'm always like this is something I can learn from and do more of yeah he was very generous I remember that I remember the first time I met him I, I think I mm-hmm. think I know who you're talking about right yeah mm-hmm. um he paid for our meals we're eating beef noodles he just dropped by he didn't even eat and just paid for our meals and like yeah he's yeah I mean like granted he was like either trying to chase me or we're together yeah. already then he he would do this to for friends you know I like learned afterwards and I think it's a very admirable oh trait. yeah that's that's definitely mm-hmm. very attractive and it doesn't mm-hmm. even need to be with money right you can be generous yeah, with your time anything. yeah yeah I remember after we broke up when I got a flat tire I we was gonna bring that up <laughs> <laughs> and he came all the way like it was literally almost an hour drive I think in the rain the yeah in the rain to help me change at night my tire. I remember yeah. it was freezing that night yeah it was we had just cool. gone out of a spin class yeah we're downtown so would you now that you're older would you rather have Mm -hmm. a larger group of friends to hang out with or would you have a very select few because i I think there's pros and cons of each like a large group of friends is nice when i guess you guys are like coupled up and you get to do Mm -hmm. things together and take Mm -hmm. trips but you're still able to split off but right now i feel like i have everybody i want in my life Mm. if that makes sense like i don't feel like i'm missing anything yeah I think I think as you grow older it's natural to just have a smaller circle of friends because more of your time is taken up by family obligations or like you know your relationship your marriage or whatever Um, I think it's kind of normal and I'm also very introverted so I can only really talk to one person at a time (laughs) if there's like a big group of people I'm usually just listening to everyone talk like I don't really I don't tend to contribute too much I don't know if I've ever noticed that. Well, when, like, it's four of us and then our board friends and it's, like, normal. <laughs> like, I don't consider that. Okay. I guess group. we haven't really been in a huge group then, right? Depends on what we're doing. And what do you do? What do you do when you have a big group? You just drink, right? Like, <laughs> I, I do feel energized after a really good conversation. Like, if you ever see yeah, me yeah. after I've done, like, an hour-long interview, I am just like, blah, 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 right? <laughs> but... I, I still find the need to recharge, too. Like, I don't think I can. Mm-hmm. All no, the time. No. Yeah, it's yeah, exhausting. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you're like this. <laughs> all in all, Carrie, I'm glad that you're my friend. <laughs> it's not too cheesy. <laughs> it's so cheesy. But it's true. I, I think as we get older, we start seeing different sides of each other. And we learn more. And I feel like you're one of the people, one of the few people that I actually grew with. And we've always had 
really random things in common. Like we both liked cars, for example, or we both like gaming. Yeah, just just certain things that typical girls aren't necessarily into, or it's more yeah. rare. Um, I think we bond over those things. So it's been a nice time, friend. And now we're both in tech. We can talk about those things. Yeah, it's great. I do. I do appreciate our friendship. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just like how we're both down to do things. I know. And if you say no, it's not. I'm not offended. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with the podcast. Like, hey, you want to start a podcast? Okay. And that's it. I mean, I think having friends should be that easy. Yes. Right. Yeah. If you find people that you gel with, it should be that easy. So, all in all, just wanted to say I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. And with that, wraps up our episode. Yep. All right, stay tuned for next time, friends. Please hit subscribe, give us five stars, and we'll see you next time. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.